One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to... The Sexy Unique Podcast. And I'm your host, Lara Marie Shanghals. We have a special guest for part one of the three part reunion. Um, please welcome Chrissy Malazzo. Hello. Is it Malazzo so, or Malazzo? Yeah. Okay. Well, like in Italian, it's like Milazzo. Milazzo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was really good. Is that good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. I'm, I just want to make sure I pronounce everyone's names correctly. This reunion, I think, was better than most of the episodes this season. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, in general, I love the reunions the most, Mm -hmm. but like the fact that we even just got James and Lala back ignited a special fire that was not there throughout these last episodes. Yeah, they're a gift. They really are. I am so (laughs) happy to see James again and happy that he was like, he was really on fire. He seemed yeah. to win a lot of people over. Sober, he's I a think. breakout star. Like he's having, he's thriving in recovery. <laughs> like <laughs> his one drink a night recovery. Yeah. But I was like very happy to see James in whatever his element is. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was his element. I know. He's a star. He's and next to Jax. Star. Yeah. And next to Jax, which was huge. I feel like they're father and son. They are. I think... <laughs> The crazy thing about this reunion was that it point and the show in general is that it points out a lot of parallels between characters because yeah. Jackson James are obviously like the same person. Yeah. And then Katie and Lala weirdly are kind of the same Very person. Sensitive Very and, like, sensitive. Very sensitive. Uncomfortable. And almost like they don't want to be on camera. Mm-hmm. which is weird like they should be doing something else where they're not on camera but they don't know what they want to be doing so they're there yeah kind of the vibe I get like Lala loves Lala attention, loves the attention but I don't think she has like a mission like it seems like Ariana wants to be an actress and like Sheena wants to be Andy Cohen <laughs> wait is that like... is crazy by the way we yeah. just need to take a detour from this conversation <laughs> I didn't see her on Watch What Happens Live, but then I read something where she's going to have a digital talk show. What? Yeah. Okay, no, I just said that because I thought- after watching the reunion last night, I was drunk and I went back. Like, I was like, said to Brandon, I was like, do you want to see 
the best reunion ever. And then we watched the season two reunion. And in that reunion, Sheena's justifying her music career, which we've all forgotten yeah. <laughs> so easily. Well, didn't she? What was she saying about it? She was saying that like, she was like, of course, because basically all that season, like during the season, she was really stoked to sing mm-hmm. and she was like performing on the pride float. And she was like, this is my single. She was pretty shy about it, honestly. Like I'm yeah. in the stew. And then during the reunion, she was just like categorically denying <laughs> like all goals in music. And she was like, it was never my passion. Yeah. I always she switched. She flipped the switch. Totally. I think she realized, I think like good on her, but like she didn't really own that she failed, but I feel like she realized like, this is not the direction I want to go, like seeing it on screen. And then she was like, but I'm charismatic and hot. Yeah. And so she wants to be in that reunion of season two. She's like, I want your job, Andy. And I guess now she's oh, okay. It? Now she's getting it, I guess. Wow. I remember her pivoting. Full circle moment. Yeah. And <laughs> going Sheena. from like, I'm the next Britney Spears. Everyone says I look like her to then just being like, yeah, I did these songs as a joke. And like, People would just ask me to do one, a song. So I'd do a song. It's not a big deal. It's nothing. Yeah. And then now is like trying to be like a personality. However, where I like bump on Sheena's career aspirations, I mean, I bump on a lot of things about <laughs> her, but particularly like her career as like a talk show host, mm-hmm. she's not open with her own life or like yeah. honest with her own life. And in a way maybe that she doesn't even realize she's not being honest, but she gets so flustered by like the truth of things that she can't like confront it and talk about it in like a, in a real way. Like during this reunion when Lisa's like, well, if like, if I had married Shay, I would have gotten a prenup or like, which like savage. I know. So savage. (laughs) Lisa gives no fucks, but like Sheena, she gets too flustered. And so I'm like, that's not a good talk show host. Like a good talk show host is someone that yeah. can like command and then like drop into like real shit, but then like pull back and joke. Right. And so I just am TBD on Sheena's like, I think she'd be like a good, like you remember like the real world road rules challenges, mm-hmm. how they like, no one remembers who hosted those. Yeah. But I feel like she's a good, like hype man type and she should, like, she could succeed in an environment where she's, like, doing a dating show where she's just, like, introducing guests and stuff. Like, the next bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could see her in that role because it's, like, you really don't have to do any, like, emotional work. Or, like, and it's singled not... out or something like that. Yeah, like, something where she's just being, like, hot and charismatic and, like, making fun of people. I know, but she doesn't even, like, she's not even that charismatic in a way. I guess by charismatic, I mostly mean hot. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, insanely hot. Sheena's so hot. And I was listening to Rosen's episode, and obviously <laughs> he was ranking, he couldn't stop throwing Kristen in his top five. No, and that was like a total, like, subconsciously, <laughs> he's Everyone down wants for to Kristen. fuck Kristen. Everyone does. We should all move on from the fact, like, it's not about physicality with these people as much as it's about like what they bring out inside of you. Yeah, and Kristen's and like this animalistic sort of psycho. She'll tear not sort of psycho, it but. up in the bedroom. Yeah. Oh yeah, like she would ruin your day and your life, and it it would be worth it. Yeah. For a moment in I'm, time, <laughs> I fully believe that she would be some of the best sex you could ever have. Yeah, I yeah. think that's kind of the vibe with like all her relationships, and that's why Carter and her are so like strange. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do want to know more about Carter. 
I feel like he's probably really boring. He seems boring as fuck. Like, so boring. But I want to know, like, I don't really feel like we see their dynamics. Like, we've just seen them all season be, like, so lovey-dovey and positive. And I'm like, that can't be. I can't tell if Carter levels her out or if she's just on, like, really good meds. It can't be that. Well, that's something that would be amazing to see on screen because, like, None of these people have ever sought help for, like, any of their problems. But Kristen has this whole song and dance yeah. about how she has. Like, she's been in therapy. Really? Yeah. Oh, she says she's been in therapy? Yeah, she says she's been in therapy. I completely and, like, ignored that. Has, like, gone through, <laughs> like, done soul searching and is, wow. like, trying not to be crazy anymore. And part of me is, like, good on you. But also, I'm just, like, it's sad because... This show rewards everyone for their bad right. behavior. Yeah. Like, that's a whole basis of their In general, world. like, L.A. is, like, yeah. LA bring your mental like illness. The Let's fame of, go. like, and reality TV right. is, like, the more mentally ill yeah. you are, the more captivating you are to watch. Totally. And so what's been kind of a bummer this season has been, like, Kristen is not really, like, heavily featured because yeah. she's not being insane. The couple times that she was being insane like when she was like jabberwocky like coked out in the alley like (laughs) making like contorting her body and like confronting tom sandoval about god knows what was incredible but there was was nothing to confront there was nothing to confront him about that's it was amazing and like when she gathered all the troops together to go like fuck with james at his show (laughs) like those were basically the only two great Kristen moments and like everything else has just been like she's just kind of chill even yeah. though she'll never fully be chill like there's always no. like a psychosis bubbling underneath you those can feel veneers. her twitching and like I yeah. feel like I feel it more because I relate to that mm-hmm. but you really like see her during the reunion be like she has physical visceral reactions to things to everything everything it's like lights sounds yeah people she's insults. on edge <laughs> like and oh my god it was so good when James was like what did she say? I don't even know how Carter came up, but like, I think it was James saying that Kristen has cheated on all of her partners. Mm-hmm. And then like, she was like, don't you fucking dare. Don't you say Carter. Like he hadn't even said it yet. <laughs> and she was like, don't you say Carter. And was like shaking. And then James goes, caught, caught, caught. <laughs> I was like literally like screaming. I was like, yes. Like he was doing some great. James should be really the person in improv. Yeah. If anyone should be a talk show host, honestly, (laughs) he'd be a great. He takes the piss out of people. Yeah. He could be the white Kanye of late night TV. (laughs) Yeah. I think like, I think sober James could really manage something Mm -hmm. like, you know who I think he is a lot like that. We got to see the parallels to Stassi. Like Stassi and James, very similar, and we're vibing last night. That's crazy to me because I remember, and this will tie into like other things that we can talk about on this episode, but when Stassi and Katie and Kristen came on Pumped Podcast (laughs) and like came for me, one of the biggest- You mean your intervention? (laughs) Yeah, when I had the intervention with the triangle brains, I- remember them really like taking me to task for how much I love James Kennedy and like (laughs) I've always loved white Kanye like I make no apologies I think he's fucking hilarious like I think yes that he is very disrespectful towards women yeah obviously I'm not okay with that but like uh, God love him and like 
and I remember them just being like Stassi was like he's disgusting you're like not a feminist if you like him and like blah 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 I love Stassi I know it's qualifying feminist that's a really rich episode if you want to go take a trip down an eye roll memory lane like go check it out ASAP because it is a the most uncomfortable I think I've ever been in a room with anyone and that's a big it's big and it's like a two-parter it just goes on and on it's like it's actually crazy and I did apologize to them <laughs> in that episode. So I do you a lot of like latent then? feelings and beef? Yeah, cuz I really relate to Lala because like when you, Wow, you were Lala. I was Lala in yeah. this episode. Wow. It was crazy. Did they ever call you a slut? Like I don't remember. They I remember them calling not, you a bully. They called me a bully. They never slut-shamed me. Um, but they called me a bully and said that I was body shaming. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily, I don't, I was not the one to ever like say to make any like statements about Stassi looking like Miss Piggy, but <laughs> I definitely lolled at Which it also and thought isn't it was like, true and wasn't not a thing about body. It was just like if her If you vibe, take that negatively. Then you're body shaming yourself. That's on you because Miss Piggy is hot and we all are aware of this. She's in charge. <laughs> like, she's like a total boss. She's literally the hot muppet. Yeah. And so whatever, that's a side thing. It was but... more of like a reflection on Stassi's like penchant for like heinous statement jewelry and like her style <laughs> blog at the time. Yeah, and her hair. And it was like, yeah, and it was just like you're Miss Piggy, like just deal yeah. with it. Like it's not like you took it there not me. They're not but... good at um I mean, they're not good at like lolling. They're general, not lawyers obviously. and they're, they have no sense of humor, which yeah. is something I truly learned. Like what's wild is like, I think they think that they have like the best sense of humor and are like so funny, but like truth be told, there's nary a no. lol in sight and <laughs> it's, it's actually shocking to come face to face with and then be like held accountable and then have to like apologize. It was an interesting exercise yeah. that I think has like taught me a lot in retrospect. <laughs> but like how much? A very a small amount. <laughs> it taught me that I don't like doing that podcast anymore. <laughs> it was one of the things that it taught me. But yeah, like, I feel like a lot might be a stretch. Yeah, but that was a big step for me. But so when they're doing that shit to Lala on the reunion, I was just like, ugh, this is so triggering because I've like totally been there where <laughs> yeah. these people like they don't want to take any accountability. They have, like, combined, the three of them have, like, <laughs> the self-esteem of one mildly healthy woman. But, yeah. like, apart, it's just, like, that's why they have to, like, band up together yeah. all the time. And they just bring out the worst in each other. And, like, and then on top of all of that, they don't lol. So they're the definition of like mean as funny which is ironic because they accuse everyone else as being of being mean mm-hmm. but like they're only they're not good at like roasting no like, you could see that on the reunion <laughs> last night you could like, see it at the roast james was getting in true i mean we literally <laughs> had a roast this season where i have no idea what anyone said but like i just remember like i watched that with brandon and like just ariana like had the, a good yeah ariana good had like a good she had a good one at, at Kristen gave like Kristen. Yeah. A good. Yeah. She can. I mean, she knows how to make a joke and like, it's just, it's really painful watching people think they're telling a joke, but they're just like identifying a really deep personal insecurity of their own. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's all they do is that they, they just like point, they just make points, mm-hmm. but they're not 
good points. And that's like you were talking about how they said you were body shaming. Like I feel like on this reunion we got such a good view of like what happens when performative wokeness goes wrong Mm -hmm. because like you have Ariana actually giving you like definitions and like she clearly like follows the right people on Twitter and it's like you know that like baseline of woke that is required in 2017 yeah she's googled shit she's googled shit she's googled it she doesn't have all straight white friends there's like maybe a a gay man in there yeah (laughs) like Kyle Chan yeah (laughs) I mean everyone's like they all have like the same one gay friend yeah and I'm sure when anything happens like and I mean the Pulse nightclub thing like we'll get into them talking about that but so Ariana's giving you definitions about LGBTQ and whatever and then you have like Stassi and Kristen like and Katie who I just always forget to mention (laughs) like they're retorting with nothing like they're just coming back with these random words that like don't even mean anything concerning I don't know just like the LGBTQ community and like I felt like there was a better way than pouring alcohol down throats it to was crazy be in, they didn't even say ally but they were like trying to get at it yeah they don't know any they the thing about I feel bad almost making like generalizations like this but I'm just gonna do it anyways like <laughs> they're not smart They, like, don't know – they don't, like, know about shit. They don't know about anything outside of their – outside of their very, like, within eyesight bubble. I mean, literally West Hollywood. Yeah. Like, L.A. to them is their world when there's, like, entire other neighborhoods, you know? (laughs) Like, and obviously that's focused on within the show, but, like, they – they were just, like – talking about I mean they were just trying to use terms that they clearly don't understand yeah and I feel like they don't know themselves and like their level of awareness and that's really the worst thing to watch somebody stumble with is to be like like Britney's mom like when they on social media this season were like Britney's mom is I think Stassi said it on the show she was like the biggest ally like she loves gays (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like why would you Wait, try to Stassi go said like that on the reunion? She, on no, the, not on the reunion. Like on some, her in some episode, something? like either she said it in a tweet and I like shamefully know that or like she said it on the show. And oh, she's like, I remember see, oh, it was a people tweet then. trying to like say Britney's mom is an ally, which is just like, <laughs> please stop now. It's like why it's the it's more appropriate to just be like, yeah, she fucking hates gay people. She's from the South. She's yeah. never met a gay person that she's aware of. Like. Just go with that. You know what I mean? Like, run, retreat into, like, reasonable defensiveness. Do not, like, that, it's literally, like, Trump being, like, I love women so much. I know. It's, it's insulting. like, don't even do that. Just, like, go with hating women. That's popular enough. Yeah. And, like, to be, like, Britney's mom is such an ally just, like, proves that you don't know anything. And, like, when backed into a corner, your reaction is not to apologize or, like, use google it's to be like i've never seen her punch a gay man it's to (laughs) like like, double down and then just like make a lot of excuses for everything yeah and the one i mean i was getting like so heated because it just felt like such circular fighting and just like coming back to the same thing where it's like you guys don't take responsibility for anything you try and put all of the shit on other people. There's like double standards for literally every element of your life and your conflicts. It's like (laughs) you can get away with saying X, Y, Z, but the second someone else says it, it's like you're so hurt and offended, like crying on the bathroom floor, having like a mental (laughs) breakdown. And it's just like, 
I was reaching this point. I was watching with like Ryan and Jonathan last night and I was just like about to like scream. It was just like <laughs> too much for me because it's, it's so psychotic. And yeah. then we finally did get like a little bit of release when Katie actually apologized, which I was like, wow, that was actually very big of her to do. Was it? Like, that's my thing is that is it big to apologize to a national audience? You know what I mean? It's like, you know Touché. how bad you look. Because it feels like it would have been big of her to apologize at literally any other point besides, like, strategically planning it for the reunion. Yeah. So that everyone can see it. Which I know is, like, they do everything on TV. But it just felt like, I think it was thoughtful, but it did feel like a pre-written speech. And I don't really know. Like, she related it back to Lala, so it was good. And it's it seemed legitimately cathartic for Lala to hear but like has she stopped treating Lala like shit based on like the man stealing stuff and like tons of I mean the slut shaming is like ridiculous with Katie and company yeah so I don't know if that was like even touched on like I think she just kind of related her own insecurities to Lala's and it was a nice moment yeah okay I, th- I guess I just hate Katie I fucking <laughs> I fucking hate her so much it's actually it's been difficult to like confront my own hatred of her because like anytime I like really loathe someone I kind of always am like okay well what does this say about me yeah you know because it's like oftentimes you're projecting your own like right. emotions onto someone else so there's been like a lot of soul searching involved <laughs> in my like, again hatred. you've learned a lot I've learned so much I guess I just don't like people who are blind to their own weaknesses yeah and like it really upsets me and I don't have sympathy for that or empathy it's hard for me to drum up empathy for that and I don't like stupid people so that's another thing yeah I think like it's hard to watch someone like Katie criticize other people because it's like what are you bringing to the table yeah for me and I understand that that's me being like heavily critical of someone but this is someone who's like chosen to be on reality tv And then, like, not be that interesting apart from being mean to other people, (laughs) it feels like. And, I mean, Katie and Tom's relationship was, like, the plot line of this season. Mm -hmm. And so that was interesting to watch, but just really, I mean, just really dark. And I still don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to, I don't know. I don't want to, like, pass judgment on their marriage, but, and I just can't tell what I think is separate from me hating Katie but I like it's hard it gets blurred the lines get blurred at times and like I mean a lot of like seeing their relationship play out definitely like made me ask questions about my own relationship sometimes where I was like (laughs) oh my god like am I being a Katie right now and sometimes they're like classic codependent they're classic codependent but like and in that part I wasn't like super relating to but just like it's easy to be like to take out your like anger or aggressions on whoever you're closest to or whoever you're dating. And like, it definitely like illuminated parts of myself where I'm like, holy fuck, like I'm being like a total Katie right now. And then it's like, it not only makes me like have a certain amount of self-loathing for that, but then it makes me like hate her more because she's like 
illuminating that side of me. Yeah. So it's this, like vicious cycle. And then it's like at some point there needs to be like a ceremony of like letting go of that or something. Yeah. Katie in general, I just kind of realized is like a mirror because <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot there. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell you things that she likes apart from like makeup and yeah. um, Tom having bangs and dogs and then like music yeah <laughs> like I mean, it's but, it's wild that you say that because like even when she would come on pump podcast like it was like cool exciting like we're gonna have a cast member on I was always all about that but then at the same time I was just like would tune out a lot of the times that she was yeah. there because it's just like what are you even saying like you're talking about nothing like I don't I don't understand like what you're even saying right now and, it's like, making why it me matters. feel like there's something very like I miss people, but I'm like I'm missing something. Right. I feel like I'm missing some key Same. element that like other people get really hard about her. I was thinking this last night because we were watching drunkenly watching the season two reunion mm-hmm. because we watched this reunion and I was like, let's just keep going. <laughs> and let's open up the pit. And watching Katie on that reunion was like she was way more open then and wasn't even open. Mm-hmm. And then on on this one, she just kind of yelled and then apologized. Yeah. But like, I don't know with any character in any story, you know, you want to know what they want and what their weaknesses are and what their strengths are. And like everyone else in the cast, I feel like has that besides Katie and Tom. Yeah. They're just two of the most like non-driven people, it seems. They're just like kind of wandering through time and space (laughs) like pinballing off of whatever opportunities come their way and like landing in whoever's like arms open up to them and it's like it it, it truly is like what is your passion like what do you care about like what drives you what makes you get out of bed in the morning and like what's upsetting to you besides each other yeah because if you take out the relationship like I don't know what, what do you have to live for? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uncovering something really dark. It's but dark, but it's kind of true. I don't, as characters, they've never been known separately. Yeah, it's and been so, Tom and Katie, and then the, there, there was a shift. Because I remember in early seasons, I found her to be likable. Yeah. Like, I kind of was, like, down with her. Season one, I was like open to her vibe because she seemed fun. She seemed fun. Like Season when two, she was she like had drunk and the wild. questionable <laughs> hair, which made me question the orange hair. Made me question a lot of things about her. But then I still kind of took it with a grain of salt and was like, "Hey, you're still you're pretty crazy." So I'll play ball. Then it slowly morphed into Tom drama twenty four seven. Ring on a string. When are you gonna ask me to marry? Like ring on a string. And it just became wow. That became her driving force and yeah. purpose in the show. And that to me is like I don't relate to that. Yeah, I mean I don't relate to it, and I don't like that, and I don't like that quality. It's not interesting. It's not interesting. There wasn't even enough conflict with the. Like the will they or won't they get married? Because you know that they have nothing else going on. Yeah. Eventually so like, she'll like beat him down into submission and he's going <laughs> to ask her to marry him. Like it was yeah. never like something that kept me awake at night. <laughs> right. I was never like, and this season they tried to hint at them falling apart. And it was just like, yeah, of course they're going to get married. Like it needs to happen for the show. And also, we saw it in the this season on Vanderpump Rules, like <laughs> at the end of the first episode. So it's like the jig is up. Like, yeah. And I just don't know like what, 
I don't know. The the other everyone else on the show, every other cast member has something, another element that makes them an interesting person. Like mm-hmm. I could put them in a different situation and they would be interesting. But like Katie and Tom, it feels like if you take them out of Vanderpump rules, it's like, yeah, that's just somebody in Utah. Yeah. And they're also kind of like their relationship and their fighting was as like as drama filled as it was, it was also really depressing. It was mostly depressing. It wasn't exciting because there are those like, I don't know if we've all been in them, but I definitely have like Sid and Nancy relationships where Mm -hmm. it's like, we're going to fucking destroy each other. And it's like, that's fun for people to watch. And like your friends hate you, but they're like, Oh, what's going to happen tonight? Well, yeah. And there's like some people where you're just like, you download your friends on like all yeah. the day-to-day drama that's happening between you and like right. the object of your affection and it's just like a wild roller coaster yeah. of emotions but theirs is just like sad it's like getting stuck in quicksand or something like that yeah it's like, it was it was really sad watching them get married felt like watching a divorce like all the steps they went through and that's super shitty to say but it felt like seeing them and I'm all about prenups but like seeing them get the prenup and seeing them go on the trip it felt like the getting married in reverse like it felt like the stuff that should happen after a a bad union and then they're realizing it's not going well and then they go to couples therapy but instead they never go to couples therapy and they just get married yeah it's not fun to watch it's not fun to watch and also it's like people were like Oh, I teared up at Tom's vows. Like, or I thought that was so sweet. And I was just like, I feel I walked away from watching that wedding being like, I don't even know if I believe in love anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> it like deeply cut. In me general, to my that's core. kind of the show's effect. Like I was thinking about this because the show obviously drives home heteronormative monogamy yeah. more than anything else. Like mm-hmm. it's like Trust us, no matter how fucked up you are, you can move to L.A. and find someone who's either just as boring or, like, just as insane or, like, wants the same mediocre things as you Mm -hmm. and be content. (laughs) And, like, that's really the situation everyone's in. And none of them seem particularly stoked about it besides, like, Ariana and Tom. Yeah. That really do feel like, okay, this is a functional couple. Yeah. And they're, like improving the quality of each other's lives yeah they support each without other without suffering and want the best for each other right at the end of the day yeah it's like even though they had that weird like cocktail book <laughs> fight but i feel that like that felt like something they could move on out. from yeah and work out it didn't end them whereas like with it didn't every other like couple a, yeah it feels like there's huge issues they're not addressing like obviously Brittany and jack's we were open to the reunion last night <laughs> with a spirited discussion of whether or not Kristen went down on Britney which she fucking did which obviously uh, she did 100 percent. you can see it in Kristen's eyes when yeah. she looks at Britney she looks at her like with this deep and I mean a lot of this is the way Kristen looks at all human beings <laughs> but like it's just those aren't two but their people body language when they're trying to like make excuses and like getting all flustered it's like just say it and like let's move on it's fine the damage is already done yeah like like everyone in your hometown like knows that this rumor exists Brittany. like and also who gives a shit like you live in la now and you're like on this path to like marry a gay icon i know just like (laughs) embrace it like for the love of god right and like it was really weird to watch them like 
lie still lie about that yeah. and that's just why this show is kind of like not as good as it used to be because in the yeah. past there wouldn't be these lies in the or past would be they, the would lies, all they would all expose they would eventually all get exposed yeah and when you catch Kristen in a lie it's like there's always something she's trying to expose about another person mm-hmm. so you can easily like manipulate someone I feel like into telling the truth it's just unfortunate that that person had to be Jax because no one he has no cachet in terms of truth telling Mm -hmm. but I do love that I think Andy questioned the room and was like does anyone was it about that or something else where he was like does anyone believe it was about James sleeping with Ellie and Gigi he should have also done that with um Kristen and Brittany because I know, but they've made it into this like sensitive issue that's like way bigger than it yeah. is and my instinct on that is that it truly is like she comes from this religious family that would like right. disown her if that rumor was yeah. proven to be true so they're having like this like big little lies <laughs> secret <laughs> which is that Brittany and Kristen definitely had lesbian sex and right. like now we all have to like cover it up and just like not say anything about <laughs> it's it. It's just so funny that Jax will not budge. Even on this reunion, you'd think after like the whole season, they'd, you know, wrapping the season that Brittany would have like badgered him into like, you are fucking lying on camera yeah. for this reunion. And you need to like apologize and like make yeah, it right. Just like take one for the team or like, I'm not making those turkey sandwiches mm-hmm. anymore, mister. And Jax just got on the reunion and was like, I saw you between her legs. And like someone noted that it was like a mole. Like they were like, what were you like, Kristen, like popping up like whack-a-mole? And I was like, I love how they can make lesbian sex seem unappealing so deeply. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they can make anything corny. But yeah, it was just a weird moment that could have been great if it happened in like season two yeah it could if there was more at stake there was like also another speaking of big little eyes like a crazy (laughs) creepy moment between Jax and Brittany when they were talking about like moving out of their apartment into the new apartment yes and like she's like saying that they had to get the move out papers that day and like Jax got angry and like blah 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 and he started to get so like mad and, like, the look of, like, anger yeah. in his eyes really, like, scared me in a very visceral way. Because he he didn't react with words or, like, anything besides the body language of, like, he wanted to get up out of his seat. I know. And, and like, like, strangle her to death. Right. Like, thro- <laughs> like move a chair or something and, like, not move a chair. throw a chair. incensed with rage. So much. And I wonder, like, how much... Also, because I know I keep revisiting this, but, like, watching the season two reunion right after, like, seeing how Jax used to be hot Mm -hmm. and how that made him infinitely more tolerable. Yeah. And now he looks very washed and, like, swollen in the face. And He got Botox before the reunion. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was, like, talking about it on all social media. (sighs) That's so dark because it's not really doing much to improve. No, it's done nothing to improve. I wish he would just, like, drink a bottle of water. I'm, like, the biggest Jax whore around in like the tri-state area like have always been just so vocal about like how down I am for Jack right and I like have turned a total corner on that and I'm like no longer interested I think which is a wild Jax is really like the quintessential like bad boy who's cool when he's hot 
Yeah. And now we're and watching. You kind of like want to turn <gasps> yeah. into being like your guy. Yeah. Like this domestic like puppy. Mm-hmm. But he's just too coked out for that. And like I think we're watching this dark evolution of like he always will be. Yeah. Like he's not. There's nothing about Jax that's improved no. over the course of these seasons besides he got a decent girlfriend. But she's like, isn't Brittany like 24? Brittany's younger, I think, than most of the people on the yeah. show. And then also I felt like I saw a glimpse into Brittany's future, which was when like... With Kristen. When they talked about like... <laughs> yeah, like when they talked about the bridesmaids or whatever and she like led the bridesmaids ooh-ha-ha chant, <sighs> I was like... Oh my god, like Britney is now getting sucked into yeah. the Stasi Kristen Katie camp. And I don't just say that because she was seated on the same side of the room as them. I truly think that it's like she's now being like Well, folded. she slept with Kristen. Yeah. Well, she <laughs> put, oh, yeah, she and Kristen fucked. <laughs> I don't just say that because Kristen was inside her. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't but, say that because Kristen gave her the best orgasm of her life. Oh, you know. You know it that happened. she did. Yeah. Why do you think they're so ashamed of it? Because it's probably better sex than she's ever had with Jax. Probably. And and why do you think Jax won't let it go? Because it was better sex than... And he knows it because he's also fucked Kristen. Yeah. And also I think that Jax, if it were another woman, Jax would think it was hot. But because it's Kristen, he's like mad because he's that's Kristen grind. winning. Like yeah. Kristen's hooked up with like what like... I don't know. I mean, a small fraction of everyone he's ever hooked up with. But within this universe, like Kristen, everything he does, Kristen one-ups him. Yeah. And she she strategy fucks people. (laughs) So, like, she she sees an opportunity to, like, like when when Tom and James were talking about, like, how they moved in together or whatever. And, like, they were about to move in. And then Kristen started fucking James. It's like, that was a strategy fuck. Yeah, she – and I watched that moment last night on that old <laughs> reunion and like Kristen's not smart in anything but manipulation it yeah. seems and Jax can't even be smart at that and getting like a yeah and getting a rise out of people and like proving right. a point like just being like I can do this thing that will like fuck you up yeah and I think that that's what upset Jax the most about coming home and seeing Kristen between Britney's legs because he definitely seems like the type of dude to in any other situation be like yeah like yeah. sucker tits <laughs> and in this one like his reaction shows a lot was about like, fly into a coke rage and then like go retreat to like Tom <laughs> and get Sandoval. them evicted yeah like okay so I made note of that um that they describe the situation of them having to move out as Jax went crazy at the apartment and don't say what that means. Yeah. Like they're like, was, Oh, he was arguing with the building because of like what water damage. Which, like, if you AC rent in LA. Overflowed. Yeah. If you rent in LA, you just tell your landlord, you're like, look, right. my apartment's damaged. Like you need to send someone to fix yeah. it. And they might take a long time and you'd have to be a squeaky wheel about it, but it's like, they have to fix it. Yeah. Or like, and also you're not really, um super luxury catered to yeah he's they were renting in like koreatown so it just but was their not apartment like looked definitely like an upgrade from the previous apartment that he had but like also it's like if it ruined the carpet like okay get like new carpet put new carpet in or they'll pay for someone to clean it yeah and like so it just wasn't adding up Brittany said he went crazy at the apartment and you brought up big little lies and so it's like 
what does going crazy at the apartment mean here? Like, did he punch the landlord? Like, you don't. And also they were like, we got the move out papers that day. I'm air quoting super hard right now. I know, and it seems what like are move out papers? The way they said we got the move out papers seemed like the papers were administered to them rather than right. them like saying we were served an eviction day. notice. Yeah. <laughs> Is what what they meant to say was we got the papers that said you legally need to vacate the premises. Jack's maimed man. <laughs> like it's I'm laughing, but who the, will be? What other scenario could it be? Like, yeah. what do you do that you get? the move out papers the day of because every other situation 30 days notice yeah and that's what well they they said they gave their 30 days the move out papers were like i don't giving a 30 day notice (laughs) it's all it's really shady and also like i think we saw a side of Jax's rage last night that like it really it truly was actually like very scary yeah it's because it was, it was a glimpse more... into something that's not just like, haha, I'm fun loving bro that like, likes to fuck and like drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was m- way m- far more sinister than that. Yeah. And he was being so tame to James. That was like the weird thing. They have them like sitting next to each other. They're like laughing like old friends. Yeah. So I wonder if his rage has just been like redirected to Brittany. Yeah. Probably vis-a-vis. because, I mean, that's kind of the thing when you're in a relationship, something that's really easy to do is just like take out all right. your problems on the person that you're with. And when you've already maimed your landlord. Yeah. <laughs> when you've already been evicted. Um, Another thing that to go back to like the Kristen not being as crazy is Andy forgetting to like even say hi to her. <laughs> I think speaks to the fact that she just was not the same like presence that she has been on past seasons. Yeah, she explained that on Twitter as like, well, he had just seen me in New York. Oh. Like as if they were all like socializing and as he was they, like, like, hey, text. what's up, friend? Yeah. <laughs> like it was such a duck of the fact that he just forgot. And they didn't even like try to reshoot and be like, hey, no, another take where you greet everyone. Because I think he also it's like the people on Vanderpump Rules like their their ego is like so inflated like they think that they think of themselves as like stars now right I mean especially like I think Kristen and Stassi for sure do and like Jax and James I mean most of the people I'd say nine out of ten think of themselves as like legitimate yeah stars. I think the only ones with like a sense of awareness are like Ariana and Tom yeah so in Kristen's mind like that is probably like a totally like legitimate excuse where she thinks like, Oh, he just saw me in New York. Like it's totally fine. Like he didn't want to bother me in front of everyone. But it's like, (laughs) I don't think that they realize that like Andy Cohen probably thinks you're a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that he thinks like highly of them. No. I mean, Andy Cohen is the puppet master of like an empire of like what? Like 200 unhinged people. (laughs) Between every single show. So and it's on like the tier, no one's special. Yeah. Like, but on the tier of like all the stars. You're no and Bethany. Andy Cohen, yeah. You're not Bethany, Frank. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> Bethany, <laughs> who we probably did just see in New York. Right. Kristen, uh, it was just, it was a weird reunion for Kristen in general because it wasn't as, there was just not enough like Kristen star time. I know. It's sad. Starting with the no hello. It's no hello. From Andy Cohen. A no hello says everything you need to know. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. 
Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, wait, Katie said something kind of at the top of the reunion that I made a note about where she told someone they were getting a piece of your own medicine instead of a taste of your own medicine. Oh my God. Which was like, I was just like (laughs) classic fucking Katie. I made note of something that was said about Katie where like going off of that, Katie is not good at roasts or retorts, if you will, or just like. I don't know, having interesting things to say. And she gets so confused. She's so confused. Truly, like, you watch her in this reunion and you realize that things are moving too (laughs) fast for her to process. Yeah. So she's kind of, like, looking around and, like, frowning (laughs) and, like, trying to get a handle on, like, what people are saying. What? Yeah. She, like, can't do it. And then Tom's there kind of trying to, like, pat her leg and tell her it's okay. But you just know that her brain, like, actually cannot keep up at the pace of, like, the action that's unfolding and like that was kind of fascinating and major to watch but also like deeply disturbing because you're just like wow this person is just like there's nothing there's going on but like me and brandon were watching together and he didn't know who lala was because like he clearly knows nothing (laughs) like i love you don't say i really episode was just him being like wait who yeah (laughs) what what show is this like bravo network andy cohen um but we're watching last night and like lala katie said that lala called her she's listing off all the horrible things lala said about her (laughs) and she said that lala called her a no sex teletubby (laughs) (laughs) and like brandon could not be consoled like brandon was rolling on the ground crying laughing he like ran the clip back several times and he was like no sex teletubby <laughs> like oh my god and lala can roast <laughs> lala can roast and not only that but like katie doesn't realize how funny that insult is and how like repeating it in her rant of like you called me fat you said you wanted to fuck my husband you called me a no sex teletubby a blob and it's like why would you relist that like, why did she also, say it's just that? Like, if someone called me a no sex Teletubby, I'd have to give it up for that being a that's true. So funny. That's really funny. What is like, ugh, like what is a no sex Teletubby breaking it down? Like <laughs> all, Teletubbies, all Teletubbies, no already sex. genderless. Yeah. So like Lala driving that home is just so fucking funny. And like to repeat it again about yourself on national television, just reconnects to the deep unawareness of like what's funny and interesting because that was like katie i would never have known she called you a no sex teletubby no one ever would where did she call her that now like i need a small like needlepoint of that at the entryway to my apartment oh my god we need to get katie the needlepoint queen to make a no sex teletubby needlepoint please Katie. wait she does needlepoint yeah so when katie when katie maloney went on like rage commenting on my instagram when she was like 
She threatened, to clog, she threatened to clog my drains with her cum rags. Then okay, another, by the way, the most interesting insult she's ever thrown out has been at you. I know. And I which was like, feel great. But also <laughs> it's under the influence of alcohol. I think that's the only time that her brain fully functions enough to like come up with like a worthy response. She needs to get into, but it's all misdirected. Like, don't come out at me. I do a show for free (laughs) about your show. Like, I I'm giving you like extra attention. So she made you a needle point. So then Katie, who is a listener of the podcast, made a needle point that says, "I'll clog your drains with my cum rags." It's literally everything to me. And so, and then I like followed her on Instagram and like saw she does all sorts of like needle points. It's like a hobby of hers. Katie, Katie, the listener, not Katie Maloney. Oh, okay. Oh, you so that's Katie where Maloney I was... then made me. A... Yeah. Like I was like, I just, you that saw be... the world shift in my eyes where I was like, wait, she's funny. If that had happened and then I had just proceeded to talk all this shit about her, <laughs> I would be a terrible person. That did not happen. It was a different Okay. Katie. Well, yeah. Shout out to Katie, the listener, Katie, the listener who for one beautiful moment in time, I thought was Katie Maloney <laughs> doing something, anything interesting now you need to apologize to katie the listener <laughs> for thinking that it was she was katie i'm Maloney. so sorry that i confused so do you have the needlepoint comrade now yeah i do wow it's like it's epic it's so beautiful and um yeah i'm trying to figure out like a good place to hang it in the apartment part mm-hmm. of me wants to get it framed because it's like right. so delicate yeah that i would i would be devastated if anything were to like splash on it. Yeah. Like I want to put it in my kitchen near a drain. Right. Like, but then if, what if I was cooking something? (laughs) Near a drain. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like appropriate kitchen art. Yeah. But then I'm like, I think I need to protect it and like have it preserved. So I'm like, I'm still just trying to figure out how to deal with the art, but it's, it's it a is huge my prize right now it's stored in like its own container <laughs> in a vacuum seal so nervous about something <laughs> horrible happening well you it. never katie maloney could find out about its existence and, and tequila really katie and then yeah really come here and clog the drains but like speaking of tequila no katie <laughs> Wait, I forgot that that's what we like originally said. Yeah, that's why we went on the deeply boring needlepoint. So please make no sex Teletubby needlepoint. I mean, hashtag no sex Teletubby is just one of the best. I want that to pop (laughs) off. If we could get that trending amongst three people. Wait, I need to to find the screenshot. Did she say it on Twitter? No, she said it. Well, I don't know where Lala first called her a no sex Teletubby. But Katie listed it off last night it must to have millions been. of Americans, <laughs> and like Brandon could not recover from it. <laughs> like, thought it was the the pinnacle of humor last night, apart from James doing physical comedy. You know what's crazy is when Andy Cohen went into the kitchen, at sir. To like conduct oh, the interview. Oh my god, I forgot that happened with the with the chefs. So weird, which was kind of uncomfortable. I mean, I was, was like, really does uncomfortable. He speak fluent Spanish, or is no. he pretending to speak Spanish? He was definitely pretending. Okay, that kind of weirded me out. Yeah, but then when he was like, "Who's the hottest woman that works here?" They all said Katie. Did they? Yes. I'm so I tune out like almost all Katie information. It seems like they were like so. I don't even remember Katie that was happening. Number one. Wow. 
And they said they were like, no on Kristen. They said Jack steals everything. He comes <laughs> in the kitchen. One of the chefs was like, I want to chop his hands off. Yeah. Which was that like, incredible. That was a, a really good reaction. That segment was just perhaps the most horrible idea ever. Because it wasn't even like, we're, the kitchen staff is actually talking to us. And like, we've put them in a dignified light. It's like, hey, you guys. We're, we're going to come gonna- interrupt you at work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are cooking? <laughs> okay, well, just a few cues. Like, they didn't even give them, like, a freelance, like, $600 check to do, like, a talking head yeah. and then translate the subtitles. The level of effort was just, like, so low. It felt like an afterthought. And then they were like, oh, those Mexicans have something funny to say. Let's put it up. Yeah, in Spanish. Yeah, it was really weird. It felt weird. a little exploitative. Yeah, it felt, like, really exploitative to me. And just, like, I don't know. It's really defining about bravo that that made it like the first episode feature that's classic bravo though yeah like they were like how can we uh involve like low pay service workers in this yeah let's interrupt their shift and ask them who they want to kill it was it was not it was illuminating but it also (laughs) felt wrong it was illuminating for like two seconds and they were like all right well they can't say anything else they have to get back to slaving away in the kitchen. They're like, como se dice goat cheese balls? <laughs> it was, that was so insulting. Yeah, it Andy, was very insulting. You're shameless. Um, wait, okay. So I found, I just Googled Lala Kent, no sex tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. No sex teletubby. Lala Kent says Kristen Doty and Jax Taylor envious calls Katie Maloney no sex having teletubby. <laughs> It clearly left a really deep scar in Katie's psyche because it was enough for her to bring it up in the same breath as saying, you wanted to fuck my husband. Okay, here's what happened. Katie posted a photo before the season started. They were all posting photos of like the cast lineup, like announcing it. They posted photos with Lala cropped out of them. So then that prompted Lala to go on like Mm. a Twitter rant. I love when anyone takes to Twitter. I know. it's. I love when that's the opening line of a blog. It's really great. Lala Kent took to Twitter this morning. So Katie posted a promo photo that that only had Lala cut off. And in retaliation, Lala wrote that she doesn't need to make fun of Katie's looks since even her man is leaning away from her (laughs) as if he's declaring that he's not with this, quote, no sex having Teletubby. (laughs) (laughs) I like Teletubbies. Yeah, and they're one of the most non-sexual things I could think of if pressed. Just Lala is great at being hurt and lashing out verbally. I love Lala. I hope that this is not the last of her. No, I mean, I think like Bravo is smart enough to like count her with an offer for her to be on the next season. Cause it kind of felt like she was leaving this one. Right. Yeah. It felt like she was leaving, but then her being back at the reunion makes me feel like, and it's her like coming over. back to like apologize and stuff. It does make me feel like it's not over. Yeah. But I guess we won't know until next year. Um, wait, let's talk about the thing, the actual thing that 
made me super angry during this reunion was like all the shit that went down over the pride episode oh my that's when I got almost so heated I needed to like leave the room how did Ryan react to that I mean everyone's just like over it over I mean we're all just like what the actual fuck like yeah that episode was already kind of problematic because it took this horrific act of like terrorism and violence and then everyone on the show Vanderpump Rules just made it about themselves yeah it was like here's how the heteros are reacting today me and then like let's cry 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 but then it kind of gives you a good message at the end which is like we're not gonna let the terrorists win like I'm like okay cool like anyways I feel that this was deeply problematic but like whatever i don't even know what to say like yeah every element of the show is problematic why it's would unfixable. i expect this yeah why would i expect <laughs> like, this this one thing why would i why would i ever expect them to be truly like sensitive to this right. horrific tragedy so that aside tom and ariana go to the go to sir and like do their jobs Jax goes to sir tom schwartz shows up katie uses it as an opportunity to <laughs> not go to work let's be like let's be honest yeah and instead just pounds like white wines with stassi and Kristen <laughs> all day then we saw in the footage like the unseen footage had the fucking ovaries to like text <laughs> tom and ariana and like shit on them for yeah. going into work and like pouring alcohol down throats there's a better way to deal with it than pouring alcohol down people's which throat. i love as like a euphemism for bartending yeah like you're that boring that you view bartending as like pouring alcohol down like what is this the prohibition era yeah. like they work at a fucking bar and people <laughs> want to drink and it's in west hollywood like it's their job yeah it was just a very like katie's always getting mad at people for doing their job like <laughs> she did it with sheena when sheena was like hey lala like i know we don't like each other but let's just be like cordial literally work, okay? she was like good afternoon Afternoon. Yeah. And Katie was like, "How the fuck could you ask her good to do the slut?" Yeah, <laughs> having a meltdown. Like, uh, it's called it's like, work. You have to go. If you, you have to get... like look people in the eyes sometimes. Yeah. Like what? What the fuck? And that unseen footage. I was a mad that it was left out of the season arc because it was I like know. maybe one of the only interesting things that happened, like plot wise, with the Pulse nightclub mm-hmm. shooting being even involved with this fucking show. Yeah. But then the text itself was like, Tom Schwartz defended it. Like, Schwartz was like... No, he said it was in poor form. Oh, he did? I thought he was like, oh, that needed to be said. He was like muttering. No, he was like, that was in in really poor form. That was in poor form. He like, he, and she like did not, to my knowledge, apologize for that. Which is just like, that is just quintessential, like, Katie. Yeah. Is like feeling bad about the life decisions that she makes as a person and not being able to own it and just say, yeah, I don't want to fucking go to work. Like I'm not down like blah, blah, blah. But then try and turn it around and then vilify someone else in order to make herself feel better. I was just like, this person is so deeply fucked up and like, I can't, I just can't take it anymore. Yeah. And also like making an argument between her and Schwartz. Like this is what you were saying, but like, to make that into like a couple's quarrel is like so insane. Like just at all to make the shooting about them as like a group of like to boring bring, straight people. To bring the shooting into this whole series was like a mistake. Crazy mistake. Like 
to be like, oh, we, we really need to do the victims of this like terrible tragedy justice. What we're going to do <laughs> to really like serve their memory is talk about it on an episode of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. It was so. And I'm glad that we can say this now because at the yeah. time I remember like I think I watched that episode with Jax because he was on Pumped Podcast. So I was just like. Oh my, I was like literally melting down inside being like, holy fucking shit. This is like the most fucked up way to like handle this thing. And then Jax's first response when that episode ended, he was like, Kristen's going to be really fucking mad that she wasn't in this episode. (laughs) And I was just like, (laughs) found the nearest bridge and jumped off of it mentally. Incredible to think of Kristen being upset after not being included in an episode about a tragedy, like a terrorist attack. It's just like, and that is, it's mind blowing. I mean, they're all the type of people. They're all the type of who would like think of them. Whatever you surmise to be true about who they are as people is, is true. They definitely like make posts on nine 11 on Instagram being like, never forget in Mm -hmm. like a bikini. (laughs) I did make note of Stassi. I was cracking up because it was so insane that they even brought up the shooting on the reunion and how it affected them because I had tried to forget at this point and then they brought it up and I was like oh fuck again this is so embarrassing (laughs) and then Stassi as they're talking about it Stassi chimed in and someone was talking over her and she made sure to say this she was like I walked I walked (laughs) my dogs down the street with my dogs it's like I was scared and that's all she says and then like Kristen like, started there were cop cars and Jax goes and helicopters and like <laughs> it's like oh my god you guys are so brave like, like how did you how did you manage to she like walked her dogs and then Kristen was like padding away as Stassi was saying um talking about her trying experience walking down the street with her dogs <laughs> on the day of a nightclub shooting that happened on the opposite side of the country and affected a group of people that she is not a part of. But thank God she got those dogs to take a shit. As she's discussing this, Kristen starts dabbing away fake tears. She was not crying at all, but she was like, and just like making the actions of crying. And I was laughing so hard because I was just like, this is peak Vanderpump rules. It's like, I went outside that day. I remember there were clouds and trees. <laughs> and it was loud it. and it was scary. <laughs> and I walked my dogs <laughs> to Katie's house. Like, what? Do you want a medal? Like, a medal of bravery? Like, right. what are you looking for? And then for? they had the nerve to be like, you guys aren't good enough allies when they were literally having like a circle. It reminds me of like, I had this like one group chat with my friends from home and I remember like, When there was a shooting during the premiere of like the Batman movie or something, all my friends were in the group chat being like, and it's a bunch of white girls being like, oh my God, I went to see the Batman movie. Can you imagine? (laughs) And like, it felt like the whole show was being like, I went outside that day. Can you imagine if I got shot? And then just like crying over the idea of any of them, like not being able to be on the reunion special, yeah. <laughs> like something that disassociated from like what the actual tragedy was. It was at the time it was crazy. And over time it just gets crazier. It just gets, it's not aging well. And then to have Ariana be like, 
they literally had a lol about what LGBTQ means after all arguing about how much they were affected by a shooting that specifically affected the LGBTQ community. Like it's, they were all and like, Jack's like what's doing cute? his bit. He's yeah. always like, what's cute? <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> he's done that so many times. I think he did it on an episode of punk. Like, like it's like this, it's just is so it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Cause it's like that thing we were talking about of just like, guys don't even try. Just like admit that this is not your thing. And but just they think that they are like soldiers at the end of the day. <laughs> which is just like that's why we watch i mean vanderpump rules is not letting the terrorists win yeah they aren't fuck terrorism you know (laughs) vanderpump rules is basically um the 9-11 memorial (laughs) never forget when you think about it (laughs) um wait the most iconic sentence maybe I've ever heard in my life was uttered over the reunion when they were talking about Gigi. Like they're talking about to James about whether or not he right. fucked Gigi and Ellie and he's not being forthcoming, but they're talking about like, Oh, maybe Gigi's like manipulative. Yeah. And, like, trying to get on the show. And someone said in reference to Gigi, they go, Gigi said, I will fight or fuck anyone to get in this group. Queen. Incredible. Yeah. Queen iconic. of life. Iconic. <laughs> queen of not getting in the group queen of literally (laughs) not getting in the group at all but she had her shining moment she had her one thing where james licked his hand and wiped it down her face jesus christ also her name is just gg which i've always loved like imagine wanting to be a part of the group imagine saying i will fight or fuck anyone to get it's like all you have to do is actually be nice to people like do you you could just go up and be like hey what's your number like i'll give you my phone number want to go see a movie sometime i or think like, they've demonstrated that that is not how you get involved in this at all like you which friendship like- was hatched in a normal way <laughs> sheena and ariana is the only one the rest of them are like little sweeties oh, who like we- met in college yeah everyone else has like fought and fucked each other to get where they are if i like identified a group of people and then realized i was like oh in order to like get into this group of people, I'm going to have to fight <laughs> someone or fuck someone. I would be like, maybe this group isn't for me after all. Yeah. I mean, I think like that is something that I want to say I would not be down for. But then when I like look back on friend making histories in my life, it's kind of like fucking oh, someone's okay. a pretty easy like, way to get into. Right. A group. That's like a pretty easy but way. Not, not always in the way that you want it to be. No. Yeah. That you're going to get spit on in a nightclub. <laughs> Fucking someone to get in the group is like a classic, like early 20s move, I'd say. Yeah. And I think like this all harkens back to like their theories on why people want to be friends with them. And they think like they're very cool and put out that vibe of like, this is an elite group of friends, like an elite squad. <laughs> and then like, I just thought about like the SBU opening. <laughs> this is an elite squad of Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah the Vanderpump Rules is an elite squad um these are their stories but yeah they think that it's really hard to become friends with them when Gigi really cracked the code like in actuality to become their friend yeah you just have to go in and be awful Mm -hmm. and then you're gonna get involved in the fray that happened to you like you almost were I know and I didn't even like fight or fuck anyone (laughs) much to my detriment I would have loved to actually fuck someone on Vanderpump Rules I mean maybe Kristen will 
Kristen and go I go down a dark path of listening to this and and come hear... try and come over. Yeah, I welcome that. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm like truly. I'm still down for Kristen at this point. I'm not. like Sandoval is my number one. Really? Yeah. Sandoval wow. is like there's something about Sandoval. I've got to say. I think in real life maybe, but on the show, I'm very like. Ugh. In real life, and now it's bleeding over into the show. So like. Sandoval and then a threesome with Ariana and Sandoval would be like great. Yeah. Kristen, I think my number two. Yeah. And number three, Lisa. (laughs) I I don't know. Lisa's like doesn't seem like she would get that wild. I mean, she doesn't seem like she has sex. Yeah. She really doesn't actually. To be fair, which is like a cool sort of vibe. Mm hmm. Number three is like Andy Cohen. (laughs) (laughs) My number one is Andy Cohen. (laughs) Like, I think my version of having sex with Andy Cohen would just him be him telling me what's wrong with me. Yeah. And Um, like kind of lightly making fun of you by asking you like pointed questions. Yeah. And then like I have a cocktail and I guess that's I guess I'm describing the experience of being on Watch What Happens Live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, Wait. So who what's your like who's your like top who would you fight or fuck to get on in the group? Well, realistically, I think the person who I would like encounter and sleep with, like in just in terms of like personality types, I think it would be like a James type. Really? Someone who's just like a little shit mm-hmm. and I'm like enthralled by that <laughs> and then I just get like brought into the fray. James um, is enthralling cuz he kind of like he seems like he'd be very, and I mean, I've met him like a couple times. Yeah, but, not to brag. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know me, always humble about my connections <laughs> to this cast. He's really easy so, to manipulate. He's yeah, and he's like kind of just forthcoming. Like he's like a chatty guy. I yeah, guess. so you could just like talk and like talk shit. Right. About I don't people. think we would need to like go beyond the surface level, and yeah. that seems like the type of person that I would just like encounter easily. And James Lawls. Yeah, we saw it. Last James night. Walls, he gets offended really easily. Like, great, we're down for great times. But I don't know. Like, outside of that, if I were to really come up with a ranking of like people that I would want to fight or fuck, like at this point, it would be like Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. <laughs> like, because the guys are all like so domesticated and sort of like asexual to me now that I don't really. I used to feel sort of like a like a douchey attraction to. Jax mm-hmm. and now I feel like he would just murder me yeah he's too it's and that's too dark. too dark for me to entertain as a Vanderpump Rules fantasy and then everyone else like girls wise is sort of boring oh Lala Lala yeah Lala she's hot Lala's hot I I don't really sense that she's would be down to hook up with a girl Kristen I get the vibe that she's like Kristen is down just yeah, <laughs> I think I'm just expressing like a deep pathological sexual attraction to Kristen. So that's well, just pretty much it. Join the club. Peter? Peter. <laughs> Peter? That guy from Peter's New Jersey out on season one. <laughs> yeah. You could potentially match with Peter on Tinder. Right. I, I think I remember that from being on Tinder. That's a dark journey. Um, I have a note that says, um, uh, just a general question, which I'm wondering if anyone else noticed, especially you, which is why was Stassi's tongue green? Oh, I did not notice that. It was like a greenish brown. 
It was really gross. The makeup on this reunion was better than it has been in the past. Yeah. Like, that was something that was a relief. People's outfits, I mean... Were terrible. They... So, Ariana's outfit, I thought, looked great. I mean, everything that everyone wears on the show is, like, cheap. Like, where yeah. did they get it? They, like, walked onto Mel- the bad part of Melrose And spent, Avenue. like, $600. But, yeah, Ariana looked great. Ariana looked great. She and it was, like, cute. great. Britney wore something that I still can't figure out what it truly it was. It looks like like a nightgown. It was like a bordello nightgown. <laughs> it was very weird. The, it was ghostly. There was yeah, it, it was, was sexy, ghostly. Britney always kind of seems like she's doing like a costume without knowing it. I always say that she looks kind of like she gives me the she has the energy of like a whorehouse madam. Yes. And so this wow. this felt like a period piece. <laughs> this outfit was like, it was kind of Westworld. Yeah, she was like doing a tour in New Orleans, like a ghost tour. She and she should have been holding a lantern. She was like, y'all don't want to go in that room. <laughs> yeah. It's like a room where they kill gay people. Which is very much like her vibe in general is just being like, oh, Jax, mm-hmm. don't murder me. But I'm still like, I'm excited that we get two more hours of getting to really figure out what her outfit is you there are also like connects in like it's like also a victorian like ghost (laughs) there are like little ties too it's like connects at the wrist (laughs) then goes totally away but then the the thigh slits the fabric then connects back at the shoulders (laughs) so it's just hanging kind of down from the arms but then there are ribbons hanging it's couture yeah and then there's the thigh slits which are all the way up to where I think you can see her It looks like there's just bit. like a long loincloth protecting her from the world. And then there's like a deep V. Always a deep oh, V. It's like a halter. It's There's so many elements. It's like five different Now that we're looks. talking about it, I feel like I need to go back and figure it out. I wonder if she it's like... It's very artistic. Do they like... Do they fashion bloggers say where they got their looks? I think only... I don't even know if Style by Stassi <sighs> still exists. Yeah, I just... Wow. But I am I wonder if it does. Styled by so- Stassi died so that straight up with Stassi could, could live. live. <laughs> um, but I didn't love Stassi's outfit. I thought she looked like she no. was melting. I mean, I think it was like a Fashion Nova It was buy. bad. Like it was just like a very generic like ruched red dress. And then also like her hair was it was like a severe like pulled back look. And I feel like maybe she was just, like, going into it. Like, All the, like, fillers that have happened. It's, like, just everyone's face. And if you go back, it's just crazy the amount of fillers yeah. that all the women have had. And even the men, like, Jax has had. Oh, my God. Like, go compare their faces from, like, season one or two to now. And it's, like, different people. Kristen's it's like a horror face movie. looks better, I think. But it also is frightening yeah like she smiles it actually scares my soul (laughs) it scares my inner child yeah well all of her smiles look like a wince yeah and her feeling like any joyous emotion in general feels like she doesn't know how to do it which i relate to yeah so like cool (laughs) um katie was in like a knockoff version of kim kardashian's vma galliano dress (laughs) Do you remember that look that Kim did with like the yeah. wet hair? It was like yeah. long, wet look. But, yeah. And then she had that ruche dress that was very sexy. And then Katie's was like falling off of her. It was just like. Why don't they have money or like the access to PR people to get decent clothes? 
That's what is the biggest that, like, mystery Gucci, to me. Like the publicist <laughs> at Gucci is going to be like, yes, please give my clothes. To, but give there's got to be a me. struggle imitator that's not on this struggle level. Like I feel like they're missing out on the entire mid tier of like like reformation or something yeah like why not even reformation i don't feel like would want to be like associated yeah i don't think i uh, and this would be the test of time if we see if like brands and like actual brands that you would care about like and aspire to wear yourself (laughs) would go out of their way to then dress and accommodate these people i guess that probably Stassi was like the person who tried that shit and it did not work out. I feel like she has to buy all of her like yeah. she buys like her Chanel handbags and like which is her Chloe handbags and stuff. It I don't blows think that, my mind. I don't think a PR person at Chloe is giving her free no bags. I just yeah I want to know like where they're buying clothes and why and why don't they have any friends to be like hey like maybe don't wear the tutu or like the long silk robe yeah on television <laughs> like lala hey, though like, sartorial dress like doesn't look good <laughs> over the shirt so like just don't like it's oh so yeah flattering. we see a lot of lala like, looked chic last night lala looked great because she went like simple a white pantsuit three foot long hair extensions <laughs> she did a really like classic uh sleek simple look and he loved it <laughs> and he loved it he was and he was like love the hair her lips and were so glossy so, so big the lip gloss was popping she was wearing a fake pearl collar mm-hmm. that was great it was working she and looked incredible yeah i love how like lala ends up being the picture of elegance style <laughs> icon elegance is learned that's how bad the looks are and was what was Schwartz wearing? Completely what is he ever wearing? <laughs> what is he ever wearing? Like he's always wearing, he's wearing like, like a blazer and like yeah. a shirt that like feels either rumply or like it doesn't fit yeah. just quite right. Which is weird being friends with Sandoval. Sandoval, I wonder if he was wearing a leather jacket because he like always is. Sandoval like, was wearing like a shiny tie, which I really liked. Solid. Yeah. That feels right for him. Sheena's eyes are like so big now. Like her whole eye I think eye it's because her face eyelash. is smaller. Yeah. I think she's learned the magic of like honestly. She kind of looks like a hot anime character. Yeah. I get into weird, like, physical insecurities with this show because, like, they've all had procedures to be more attractive and they all have, like, hair and makeup people. And I'm like, what am I doing in life that I feel less, like, put together than the cast of Vanderpump Rules? And then I remember that, like, their version of put together is, like, like, anything on Melrose and then just, like, Botox. And I'm like, what is it about? What am I... What is in myself that I find this like aspirational when I'm watching? When you when you see, because you like watch a lot of reality TV, yeah, yeah, same. And like I think when you keep seeing people over and over and over, and especially like Kardashians, (laughs) who's like arguably Kim Kardashian grows more and more beautiful with every passing year. Yeah, with every passing procedure. Yeah, and it's just like. And they don't speak to, like, the fact that they do a ton of plastic surgery. But, like, they literally have reconstructed their entire bodies and faces. So when you see it, I think, as a woman presented to you time and time and time again. And then with these people that won't speak to it. But then you see it with these people who are very open about it. Probably because it's the only way they can afford it is to be open about it and get it for free. Then it becomes like, oh, like, 
do I need yeah, to do this that? Yeah, this is doable. Like, this is like, like, I could just have like huge lips if I wanted or like, and it's like, that's not, I mean, I'm all, I, I love people that get plastic surgery. I think it's amazing. And right. Like, had I more disposable income, I probably would have I would gone, be there. I would be there in a heartbeat. Thank like, God I have Later it. this out. I wouldn't even be doing this podcast. I'd be out like <laughs> getting Botox and like laser treatment. Yeah, obviously. But that's like not how people really look. Yeah. You know? Sheena has, I think gotten a really good handle like whoever she's going to Sheena's seen a good person she is because some of them you can tell that whoever they're seeing jacks they're just like <laughs> getting the money sucked out of their accounts by a plastic surgeon who's like purposely fucking up the nose job or is like his coke dealer as well yeah <laughs> and just like eroding that septum over and over again because it's like these procedures are not improving upon you and, like, you don't have anyone in your corner being, like, maybe chill for a second. Yeah. I think Sheena definitely, like, I don't know, has that member of her team. Yeah. She's, like, letting it – she's letting it be crazy and then, like, settle down. Yeah. And, like, grow into itself before she, like, goes back. Sheena should host, like, a makeover show or something. Yeah. Like maybe the swan. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about the swan. They're all like swanning. Oh my! The Vanderbilt Rules is one long reverse swan mm-hmm. of not improving your life and like maybe fucking up your appearance <laughs> long term. Which is why I love the show. Yeah. Ryan said last night he thinks the show could go on for 10 seasons. And I'm like, wait, what season are we on? Five? <laughs> We're on season five. It and feels part like of me season was like, 10. Part of me was like, fuck you. It can't. Like, I <laughs> next season is the last season. But then part of me is like, wait, you might be right. Like, they could just cycle in new servers and like, and just keep kind of falling. Because they were like, we have to film in DTLA because... The cast is like too big to fit in Sir now, which was like such a lie. Which also like like, didn't you have everyone? Yeah, yeah, was that a lie? Like they're tricking me. I feel like yeah, they have like two more people. Like, am I really to believe that the cast is like so big and like needs? I don't know. Yeah, it just was like just trying to sell it. Andy, you're just on a soundstage. <laughs> like, just stop like trying to be like the show has grown so much, <laughs> like over polishing the narrative. Just like chill. Yeah, but I don't know if this. Where do you think like season eight would be then? I mean, if if it were to continue for like five more seasons. My life is a, going to be I'm more gonna, ruined. I, mine will be too. Like how am yeah, I? Yeah, I mean, this podcast almost took it you're out. You're gonna of have me. to be hospitalized. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna like, go on a retreat after each <laughs> season where I like do a hardcore detox and like do like a silent, like a silent Zen retreat, like a sound bath. Yeah, that lasts a week. Um, I think that they could follow the Toms or whatever their like restaurant. Tom Sandoval. They could follow yeah. him follow like Jackson Brittany into whatever their relationship is I have my notes are so bad that my last note is just the cooks what the fuck <laughs> and we already true went over that um Stassi saying calling someone anorexic is a compliment that a was mine. illuminating like that it felt like I was getting a little bit triggered because it felt like peer mediation in middle school I don't know if you had that but at my school in rural New Jersey I guess we just didn't have guidance counselors. And so they would like, if there was a student conflict, you could like fill out a form. And then one of your peers 
who was usually like a reliable nerd type would try to like work it out Mm -hmm. and would just end up like five girls in a room screaming and crying (laughs) about each other and that's what it felt like like Ariana was like it was problematic or whatever phrasing she used for you to call her anorexic that was body shaming too and then like Stassi was like oh please I would die to be anorexic and that's and she was like go to Taco Bell yeah where she thinks that she's so funny like yeah thinks that that's funny but really it's just like you're basic and your basic humor and but that's the thing is like I feel like what dis what's so disconcerting is that I feel like a lot of like young women watch that and think of her as being this like bastion of hilarity and like wittiness and like hilarious observations and like oh my god yeah you talk about that but it's like this woman is like single-handedly destroying women (laughs) (laughs) FYI I mean true like Stassi is the like these three women that you see that are trying to promote like say like this is what like positive female friendship looks like like don't be fooled oh my god yeah like that is not the look Stassi's very much like um I forget what like marketing like consumer feminism where it's just like I'm a woman and anything I say is right Mm -hmm. and it's just really like hating of women because she kind of has this like self-hatey complex and a lot of shit that she needs to figure out and that was like watching her just show her ass about like how little she knows about things and how it's just like all about how she personally feels like I feel like I've gained weight so like no one around me can be dieting yeah or like no one around me I mean, can just, like, criticize me at all. Yeah. And she was just, like... But she's just, like, truly ignorant. Yeah, she's really ignorant. And, like, she... I remember recently, too, and this is, like, embarrassing, but when you look at, like, Stassi's Twitter, when I look at Stassi's Twitter is what I mean, is, like, <laughs> there's a lot of her, like, comparing herself to Khaleesi and, like, oh, yeah. all these... What I can only imagine are, like, 22-year-olds, maybe, who are just, like yes go off who like haven't been like slapped down by debt yet and Mm -hmm. are like this is what living looks like and that like okay so you look at her twitter account and it's it's all about that and then like when she's on the show it feels like she's she's supported by all these insane fans who just constantly enable her from like the podcast Mm -hmm. and then when she's confronted with like any reason or logic or like i don't know just sort of like invitation to be interesting she just like kind of can't yeah (laughs) like I know I just keep saying that they're boring over and over again but I'm just like so bored by like the three country coalition that is like Kristen Stassi and Katie well just people supporting other people's bullshit yeah and not like it gets old after a while they're not bringing anything new they're not the friendship dynamic is not bringing anything new to the table like for a while conflict yeah, but there's just, like, it was interesting because it was, like, Kristen's going to f- fuck Jax or whatever. And, like, Katie <laughs> exposed the secret. Or, like, Stassi thought she was better than everyone and, like, left. But now that they're, like, back together again, it's, like, okay, well, you guys all feed into each other's, like, bullshit narratives. Yeah. And, like, support the worst elements of each other and are truly, like, hard to watch because you're not, like, you're not funny. You're not smart or well-spoken. It's just, like, you guys suck. So yeah, it's a really bad example of friendship and it's also like really boring to watch on TV and we don't have 
anyone exposing each other anymore because they're too they're not too busy but they're just like refusing to air anything out they're just like we're supporting our best friends we would if this was like season two we would totally have like videos of Kristen going down on Britney yeah like there would be so many texts like exposed people would have like flipped uh, out over it like it's just it's everything's in a different place and people are evolving into I think like maybe who they like truly are and really what it is it's like I think not evolving yeah they're (laughs) like yeah but like and I don't think it's going to get, I think this is like as good as it gets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a very, and it's, and it's sad and makes you feel weird at the end of the day. Cause you're like, wow, like I've grown so much in the past, like four years that yeah. Vanderpump Rules started, like where I was then is not where I'm at now. And like how I feel about life has changed a lot. And like, I feel like it's like everyone is constantly evolving and like, I guess most people are trying to like gain understanding of themselves and like be a better person and like go on this like journey of self-discovery. And then you see these people who are just like never going to do that. And it becomes like, it becomes almost too dark to watch. They used to like destroy each other. I mean, they used to really be Katie and Tom's vows (laughs) where they were talking about like burning it all down and rebuilding like, now there's no burning it all down. Like the scorched earth is is kind of gone with the three with Katie and Kristen and Stassi. And so they're just like all staying in the same yeah. place. And they just are like we I guess we have this like fucked up history with each other. But that's like just how it is. And like let's get fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I, I can't imagine what they do on a regular basis. Just like white wine nights and and like, like the same shit that they've been doing for years. Right. And it's like at least have the white wine night and like fuck some shit up yeah and let's do something but there's just like nothing happening and it was not fun to watch them all like gang up and not destroy each other yeah Uh, well i think that is a good note to end on (laughs) i'm like officially depressed well um it's really weird and unexpected that this ended up being the most depressing podcast (laughs) but I went in I was talking to Robesman about like coming on because I he said on his episode he was like if you don't want to be on tv fucking kill yourself (laughs) and I like laughed so hard and I texted him and I was like great poll quote and then he was like oh when are you doing it and I was like oh I'm going tomorrow I'm ready to make it sad (laughs) and i uh, really manifested you did but that. i really enjoyed this conversation <laughs> things got like really deep and there's now a lot more to think about and i think our listeners will agree yeah you guys work on yourselves work you on know? yourselves try and Be get better really fucking zen yeah <laughs> and um yeah i don't know and katie the listener make a needle point please <laughs> that says no sex having teletubby that was an amazing gift <laughs> If that, that's, let's end on that. Yeah. Never forget. Never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.